The holidays can be overwhelming with long lists of to-dos. Thankfully, Fruit of the Loom has made holiday shopping easy as can be. Shop everything from underwear and socks to comfy casual wear and pajamas for men, women, and kids. With Fruit of the Loom, the whole family can enjoy comfort and style from head to toe. When you check Fruit of the Loom off your list, your holiday shopping is complete. Go to fruit.com. Save 15% off underwear by entering coupon code STORIES at checkout. That's fruit.com. Coupon code STORIES. Offer ends December 20th. Whatever struggles you're facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma to grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So convenient, you can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. As everybody knows, I have been very public about my own issues, specifically with depression. Anything that gets you in the game of trying to help yourself improve your own mental health, I think is a thumbs up. And this is a truly affordable option, by the way. Beautiful stories from anonymous people. Listeners can get 10% off your first month with the discount code STORIES. So why not get started? Simply go to betterhelp.com stories, fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today. Toronto, it's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one on one. I think it'll be more fun, and I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Gethard welcoming you to Beautiful Anonymous. Very happy to be here. Lucky to have this gig. Thank you for supporting the show. A lot of things to tell you about. Let's see, last week's episode, Basement Infidelity. People reacted very strongly to that one. In the Facebook community, I will say, I was shocked, somewhat dismayed, to see how many people left comments saying, I have also been there, I've been cheated on, I don't know all the facts, it does mess with your head. But I'll also say I was very inspired because all those comments came from a place of real compassion for the caller and saying, hey, there's other people out here dealing with stuff. You're not the only one. You're not alone. And uh, that Facebook community, I have to say, as I become increasingly disenchanted with the internet, that Facebook community dedicated to Beautiful Anonymous, really positive place. I hope you join up. We've, of course, been doing the beautiful follow-up series on Stitcher Premium. You can get a free month if you want to listen to a bunch of them. Uh, Stitcherpremium.com slash stories, promo code stories. You go get a free month of Stitcher Premium. Got these follow-up calls. This week's follow-up call, it's coming out Friday. It's with an all-time legend of the show, Aussie best friend, you guys remember from the Baltimore live taping, his dad was a drug kingpin, but then also we and me and him just realized we would be pals, caught up with the Aussie best friend, explored this friendship, also did it in a way that is uh, brand new, structured this call in a way we've never done before on Beautiful Anonymous, so you're going to want to check that out. Now, this week's episode was from our live taping in Toronto. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It is from someone who transformed physically in a very short period of time and tells us about the positives and negatives of that. I will say the live crowd was using Twitter to let me know, even in the room, some people who have dealt with uh, body image issues were feeling uh, very put on the spot. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with that and and, uh, and being a part of the conversation and letting me know. And it also lets me know that I should let listeners out there know me. This might... uh. If you're someone who's dealt with some body image stuff, this one might really uh, bring some stuff up. So, um, you know, brace yourself for that. But most of all, 
I want to thank the caller and the, and the live crowd in Toronto. It was a very, very fascinating call, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hi, Toronto. Look at that. So you know the deal. You know that there's people listening and they might contribute questions via Twitter. Oh, yeah, I definitely do. All right. Now, can I ask, where are you from? I'm from a Toronto's favorite other Canadian city, Montreal. <laughs> okay. We have a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I sensed that from the reaction of this crowd. It is fun for me doing these internationally because I get to pick up on things. Like some people started cheering and then some people went, Ugh. <laughs> So, how long have you uh, been in, Mont- uh, in Toronto? I got here uh, late last night. And did a show at midnight, and then woke up today, and we did an in-person, beautiful anonymous debut at noon. Then I did press, and now I'm here. It's been a busy day. Hit the ground running. Yeah. And how are you? <laughs> how am I? Let's see. How am I doing? I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little tired. Ran into a comedian friend of mine who I haven't seen in a few years, who's a very good friend. We wound up going to an, uh, an A&W that was open 24 hours. And we were catching up, and the next thing I know, I looked down, it's 3.15 in the morning. And I said, I haven't been up at 3 a.m. in years. I'm getting old. Um, Yeah. So that's how I'm doing. But I'm excited, excited to be here, and I love doing shows in this town. Now, how are you? Um, You caught me at a not a great time in my life, to be honest. (laughs) Okay. It's okay. It could be worse. But I'm struggling a little. Well, what's going on? This might on? be a downer call, unfortunately, or and a good one, I guess. It's good in everything, right? That's okay. I mean, every once in a while, you go to a comedy festival and you just have a real downer of an experience. It's totally fine. <laughs> exactly. Just... No, I'm okay. Um, I have an interesting story. A um, couple of years ago, I'm about your age, okay. and a couple of, and I'm a, I'm a mother of three very young kids. Well, not that young, but uh, the youngest just turned four. The oldest just turned seven. So I had three in three years. Wow. And I'm about your age. And um, I was, most of my life, I was super morbidly obese. Uh, I'm short and I was like 300 pounds at 5'2". So I had a specific life experience. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know how, what got into me or what flash of inspiration I had. Obviously, I knew this whole time I needed to lose weight, but I started losing weight and I lost about 150 pounds in less than a year. In less than a year? You know, I didn't accidentally lose it. I worked really hard to lose it. And so I went from really, really big and living a life that way to super athletic and, and fit and running marathons. Marathons. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the crowd is applauding your, your newfound uh, dedication to health. So that's, that's literally half of your body is gone. Oh, yeah, literally, literally. Like, and it, it happened so fast, which I don't recommend because there were tons of health problems that came along with it. But I was, and I didn't like have surgery or anything. I really did it through diet and exercise. But um, 
it's to the point where I would see someone and then I would see someone I hadn't seen in two months and they literally did not recognize who I was. They did not know it was me. I, I looked drastically different just from the, the way change. So it was, it was, and because it was so fast, it was so interesting for me to see how the world treated me in both instances. It yeah. was so interesting, and I have lots to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of questions about that. I'm sure okay. our crowd does too. Before we get into that, though, I do want to follow up just on one thing, um, just for my own peace of mind and, and maybe anyone listening. That is an extreme amount of weight loss. You did say there were health problems that came along with it. Was it? Yeah. Was it? Did you lose it by healthy methods? Because that is, that is so yes. extreme. I just want to make sure. Yes, I absolutely did it. I went from like not moving and eating garbage to first it was just, I actually, it was just watching what I ate very carefully. But like, no, I did not have, I did not get any, I didn't do it in a, like a, I was not at all uh, bulimic or anorexic or anything. I, and I, my heart goes out to people who struggle with that. I just, I started with just dropping some weight. It just, I was lucky and fast with me uh, and I was motivated. So it didn't, didn't bother me to cut my calories as much as I did, but I still had way more than enough calories to be healthy. The, the, the health problems I got was simply uh, hormonal because it affects your hormones. Okay. And so, you know, it's, my body just wasn't used to being, so small. So it just took some time to adjust. That's all the health problems were. I don't have them anymore. And, and hair loss. I lost hair. Did you say so, you lost but hair? But no, it was a healthy way. It was in a healthy way. You lost hair? And then I started exercising six months in maybe. And then I loved, I loved it. And so that combined with exercise finished it off. Wow. Wow. And are you dealing, I know that sometimes people who have like a, uh, a very quick, uh, large amount of weight loss have, there, there is, there's like uh, extra skin and there's, there's still other things to deal with even within. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Actually, that's why I'm struggling. Like, I learned that, you know, like, I, I, I managed, when I was bigger, I blamed all my problems on that fact. And I know that, like, it's true. Like, everyone is so terribly mean to large people. And life is hard when you're very large. And so many people are these days. And like oh, the judgment and everything, it's just, I can't even, it's so, it's so bad the way people treat people who are obese. It's, it's terrible, even in Canada, which is, you know, known to be a nice place. And then all of a sudden I'm like this, skinny mini person who, okay, they don't see the, the skin when they're wearing clothes, but like people, people treat me differently. People treat me differently in all aspects, all aspects, because they think I'm, I have discipline. I have uh, willpower. I, I care about myself. I care about my kids more. Like people would, would judge me as a mother because I was a big person. You know, and, and now all of a sudden they don't. And I'm exactly the same person. In wow. fact, I'm going through a lot less struggles now because I can sit in the chair and I don't worry about whether I'll sit in or, uh, anywhere in public or anything, anything. So 
right. quite, quite remarkable, the difference. Now, I hear a lot of emotion in your voice as you talk about the treatment of larger people. I think it's totally justified. I have to wonder, is it, are you, are, is, is there more emotion now that you see the other side? Is, is being healthier and knowing the other side, does that, does that, is that, a, I would imagine in, in so many ways that that is a relief health-wise and, and, uh, and whatnot, but does it almost make you angrier to see the difference oh, yeah. in how you treat I wasn't, I wasn't angry before. I thought I would always be that way. Right. I thought I will never ever lose weight. I just, I, I just didn't feel like I would ever have control over my size. I, I just thought, oh, this is the way it is. My life will be shortened. I, this is who I am. And so I never, I just dealt with how people were with me because I thought this is the way things are. Yeah. And I never really experienced the other side. And now, like, I'll, I'll, I'm at the grocery store. People aren't glancing in my carriage or in my cart and, you know, seeing cookies and looking at me with disgust, like, oh, that girl shouldn't be eating cookies. Or uh, people are looking me in the face, smiling at me when they wouldn't have before. Like, even though I'm taking up less space physically, they're giving me the time of day, of day in a way they never would before. Wow. So you see yeah. it. You see it. Now you see it. Now that you're experiencing the life of a smaller person, you've realized that there's been a 30 something years where shit was not as fair as it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I, I feel like, you know, when I'm walking and, and it's funny because I'm, if I'm somewhere in public, people have no idea that I used to be the size I was. And when I meet new people and I show them old pictures, they're absolutely shocked and it's like, and, and then when I'm hanging around with someone who is big, it's almost like they have shame next to me because that's just, it, it, it infiltrates their personality. They won't look me in the face because they think I'm automatically judging them because everyone of normal size in their head does. Right. So I, I ha, you know, I almost, it's sad. It makes me feel sad because I was that person. And I don't judge them because I, I still am that person. I right. just look different. Right. So it's really, really interesting to go through this. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine to, to have an actual physical transformation and all of a sudden experience life in a different way is a strange thing that not all of us will deal with in life. It is yeah. funny. Yeah. Do you, here's a question, because it does sound like it has brought up so many emotions, and it, and it has made you examine the world, and it has made you think hard about people and the way they treat each other. Is there any part of you that regrets going through the transformation? Uh, well, here's the thing, and here's where I'm struggling. Uh, I would say I kept the weight off for about two years, um, but... And studies have shown, and this isn't an excuse, but those who have lost a, a lot of weight, their body is always trying to get back to that weight. And so it's just, they just, it's harder for them to maintain a normal rate, weight than it is for someone who was of normal weight their whole life. And most people gain it back. And I am struggling big time because in the past year, I'm slowly gaining it back. 
So, but like, I'm still, I'm still a healthy weight. Like I was, it's, it's my personality. I'm a type A personality. And, uh, which is why, like, I got all into fitness and I like, I was, I, I, I became a very successful runner running and winning races. Sometimes. What? Wait, Local talk to me about that. Talk to me about that. So you, uh, you, because that, there, that was badass. You were like successful runner, and I in my head thought like you're wearing a Fitbit and counting ten thousand steps every day. And then you go, no, I was winning. What do you mean you were, you were entering competitive races and taking first place? Well, no, no, like not like, like not competitive, but I, um, I. One day I was into like exercise and I'm like, I'm, I think, and it was the Fitbit. I got a Fitbit and I'm like, oh, what's the best way to get, get steps in? I know, let's actually try running instead of like running around my living room <laughs> coffee table. So I tried one day and then I just did a 5K like, and then I came home and like, wow, I could run a 5K. And it wasn't like crazy fast, but it was like, I finished one and it was not that slow either. So then I'm like, I think I like running. Uh-huh. And so I started and turns out some other friends I know that have run races before are like, actually, I think they're pretty fast. People don't usually run this fast. And turns out, okay, like not like the big, the big ones, but like sort of local races, <laughs> I, out of like, let's say two to 500 runners, I've often run one, like for those who run, I could run a, a 10K in 40 minutes about. Uh, for a woman, which is pretty fast. I have no idea. Some people are clapping. I have no idea um, either of um, good race times or the metric it's system. Like, so I'm completely. Like there's not. There's it's all not aspects. Elite competitive, but it's it's actually pretty fast. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm going to try running a half marathon. That was my first race mm-hmm. was a half marathon. No. And. Um, 10K, 10K to me either could be like oh, sorry, from here to six miles, six, six miles. Okay. Cause I was going to say that to me could yeah. be from here to the other side of the theater. It could be from here to Buffalo. What's 10K? No, I know it's not that wide range. Yeah. So then you're entering half marathons. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like doing a half marathon, like, uh, like a good uh, in an hour and a half, an hour and a half. A half marathon. Which is, you know. There are whispers of clear-cut appreciation here amongst the crowd. Someone is raising the roof in the middle of the theater in appreciation of your half-marathon time. Wow, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. that's but, pretty yeah, awesome. You know what? Like, I would be standing in the line about to go. And I, I, like a year ago, these people would not know I was 300 pounds. Like, I'm like in the first corral. Like I've like these super fit guys all around me, like crazy fit. And like, here I am with my hangy skin everywhere. Cause that actually hinders your run. It's like, it makes a print. So I like can only wear certain clothes and all that. Like and aerodynamically? Like, I don't, I feel like an imposter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. Feel like an imposter. We have a, yeah. we have some questions coming in from our crowd. I'm going to go to those if that's okay with you. Yeah. Uh, one question that's come up a few times that I'm very interested in, what do, what do your kids think of your rapid weight loss? How has it affected your relationship oh, so with them? That, that's a good question. That's a good question. They, uh, it happened, I started losing weight when my youngest was about six months old and my oldest was just over three. And they did not even really notice, which is just, it, it melts my heart because it doesn't matter to them what I look like. It doesn't matter. 
I'm still the same person. It's just sometimes I'd be, you know, instead of like sitting around because I couldn't move, I'm like, okay, let's go for a run. And while one is like somewhere else, I'd take the double stroller and push two kids. And that's how I spent my time with them sometimes, or I'd be more active. I was a lot, I might became a lot more involved, but they were so young when the transformation happened. At this point, they're just like, oh, I think that must have been when mommy had the last kid in her tummy. That's why she looked different. You know, it doesn't, it didn't really, they just suddenly became proud because I, I was winning races. So they were telling all their friends, my mommy wins races. <laughs> so really they were just proud about that or like, oh, she's strong. She can lift up a whole car, even though I can't. <laughs> so that. You know, like, that's it. Like they just noticed like. Did you lift up a car right. in front of your children? Or were they just assuming <laughs> no. based on no. based on your other no. uh, acquirements? Um, that's really awesome that kids are just yeah. kids. I think that's pretty great. A lot of people are pointing out um, in various forms that this is a touchy subject. That there is a whole that that being larger doesn't necessarily denote health problems. That for some people this might be triggering to think about. Um, and I just want to say that I hear you on all that. And I will say, caller too. It sounds like you did this for your own health and your and your own thing. And and it, it does in the in the comments that are coming in. Um, there are a lot of people saying things along those lines. A lot of people wondering how you feel about the body positivity movement. Which, pardon my ignorance, does this refer to the idea of um, accepting yourself for who you are, the idea that there's a movement towards more plus-size models, towards um, just accepting things at uh, a less sort of uh, pressured state of being than, than sometimes, especially I think women, more than men, get pushed into. How do you, how do you feel about that? Oh, I'm totally, totally, totally for it. Totally. Like I said, I still am. I am still that obese woman. Yeah. I I still have all of the things inside me that caused me to be that way. I still, like an alcoholic, I still, well, I don't, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't want to seem insensitive, but like, I, I'm, I'm, I consider myself addicted to food. Right, right. So I, I still want to eat exactly the same way I always did, which is why I struggle with gaining weight back and the, what that involves and everything. And like, and I'm like, if only life were more accepting of every type of person and not so judgmental as to, like, see, the thing with being obese, for some people, I, I'm speaking on my own behalf, but, like, it might be some issues with depression or anxiety or something, and that is their way to cope. Yeah. But it's something that everyone else can see. You can't do that in private. They know how big you are. Right. So it's, it, it's, it's just walking around in the shame that like, yeah, I slipped up again. Like for me, for me, that's how it, it feels. And I feel like, you know, body positivity only helps in, the, in the, those problems. Like nobody's perfect. You can see that maybe this person might be bigger than their healthy self should be, but it's not, you know, it's, they still are worthy of love. They still are worthy of eating food without our judgment and, and everything else that any other person is. It's fun. We yes. all have our struggles. I think you're getting some people riled up in a good way out here. Um. <laughs> 
I gotta pause just to say that uh, moments like that are what make me really enjoy the live show experience. Getting out there with a crowd of people who uh, really express when they hear something that they agree with, that they find positive. What a beautiful thing to help facilitate, to be in the room for. Hey, I've broken up the momentum of the show. That means it's a perfect time for us to go ahead and get our sponsors going. Use the promo codes attached to these ads when you do. It really helps the show. After this, we'll be back with more phone call. You spend a third of your life in sheets. Maybe it's time for a bedding upgrade. Founded in early 2014, Brooklinen is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world with over 30,000 five-star reviews and half a million happy sleepers and counting. Their mission is to make five-star hotel quality sheets that are affordable and easy to order. And since they believe that sheets should look great in addition to feeling great, they offer over 20 colors and patterns that you can mix and match. I have Brooklinen sheets. They are great sheets. They are the sheets that I put on the bed when I really need to sleep well. And also, guess what? If we got company coming over, we throw those ones on there too because they look the best. If, we're gonna, if people might be peeping out what's going on, throw them Brooklinens on, all right? Let's do it right. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Now it's time for your upgrade. Brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for my listeners. You get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code BEAUTIFUL at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping, use the promo code BEAUTIFUL at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code's BEAUTIFUL. Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. The holidays are the busiest time of the year. We all know that, especially at the post office, right? That's why we use Stamps.com. Save time during the hectic holiday season. Stamps.com brings all the services of the United States Post Office right to your desktop. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer, and the mail carrier just picks it up. Print postage any day, any time. Stamps.com not only saves you time, it saves you money. Stamps.com helps you print the right amount of postage every time. You'll never overpay again. With all the time and money you'll save, Stamps.com is the best gift you can give yourself this holiday season. I use Stamps.com because of that, because it saves the time, because it saves you money. It makes it easier. I'm telling you, the post office, I'm a nerd and I think it's done so much. It, um, the infrastructure of the post office, what, a, what a, a miracle. There's a post office at the end of my block. Stamps.com just helps expedite the whole process. It's a cool thing. Right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in beautiful. That's Stamps.com. Enter beautiful. Thanks again to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. They still do, are worthy of love. They still are worthy of eating food without our judgment and, and everything else that any other person is. It's fun. We yes. all have our struggles. I think you're getting some people riled up in a good way out here. Um, <laughs> it's funny, too, because you just said something that, and I want you to know just because it's so fascinating that it came up. This tweet came in just as you were saying, comparing yourself to an alcoholic. Someone in the crowd says, I used to weigh 356 pounds. I'm now 130 pounds. I kept it wow. off 10 years. Every day I struggle. It's like I think of food like a drug addict. So you're not the only one making yeah. that comparison. Uh, well, I can only imagine that a lot of us feel that way. 
there's there's like it's because at least with the difficulties I've had, it is not easy. It's not the easy way. It's not easy to be so big yeah. that you can't do anything. You're always hot and sweating. You can't buy clothes almost anywhere. Someone you, did you ask how much something because it's cute. Someone you did know? ask how much you had to spend to have a complete new wardrobe. Yeah, I like every three months I had to change. And it was so expensive, I can't even tell you. It's, yeah, it was really bad. And plus, I was getting into running, so I wanted all the newest running gear and <laughs> clothes and all that. Yeah. And like, oops, no, it's too big for me now. Oh, it's too big for me now. Yeah. Wow. It's almost like, like uh, I, I hope this isn't, I don't think this is insulting. It's like the turn, turning over your clothes every three months is usually only reserved for like, newborn children right like that's the only time you yeah. turn over your entire wardrobe every three months it's like an actual rebirth was happening yeah yeah a lot of but people like oh go for it oh no because i i can get into a big long thing so go ahead uh, a lot of people are asking versions of the same question. Um, I, I'll just put out some of the ones that are on the same range. A few different people um, have asked if you noticed any um, increase in sexual harassment once you had um, lost the weight. Somebody's asking, how did it change your love life? This, I think this is something that... Um, oh, interesting. Okay, I have, I have a good answer for the second one. It's no, don't worry, it's not too risque. I, it's actually not risque. But the first one, uh, no, the only thing I've noticed is definitely more attention from men. Uh, they didn't even notice me before. But now, the thing is, like, this is depressing for anyone who wants to lose weight. But, like, I was like, oh, you know, I, my motivation, I'm going to look so good. I'm going to be so sexy. And, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. I looked like a super athletic person in a deflated fat suit, basically, and lots of wrinkles and hair loss. So it's like, no, I, I've actually felt a lot sexier bigger. Wow. I'll tell you that, like in, in myself. Also, I have a partner. Funny, uh, I noticed that in other places, other countries, specifically the States, I might be wrong, you could correct me. A lot, there's a lot more people that get married, but at least here in Quebec, so many people are just common law. People just don't get married anymore. And I'm not technically married, but I have a partner of many years. We have a mortgage. We have a house. We're, we might as well be married, but a lot of people just don't do it anymore. Is that a stereotype and, people have about Americans? Is that a thing that yeah, we I get think, married more often than other cultures? I just assumed. I, have, I, I don't know. I, I, I had no like idea. It's difficult. Get married, have kids in that order. And we, we were like, he, he proposed to me. I'm like, all right, but I'm getting up there and let's have kids and then we'll talk about getting married. And then kids <laughs> happened and then we're like, I really don't feel like spending our money on something so frivolous when like our kids will have to go to college and like get braces and everything. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> so you opted you know. not to get married just out of the practicality in a financial sense. Yeah, and I might, I might eventually a little yeah. thing, but it's just, it feels so silly now. There are so many more important things. You know? Yeah, I mean, there are so but, many stereotypes about Americans. I did not think that was what you were going to go with. Well, no, I, wouldn't I figured you'd have been like, oh. I just, I just assumed, I just assumed from, but all, all we see is in the media. I don't like, I don't 
is that what the media is reporting? These goddamn married Americans, man. All these goddamn <laughs> matrimony-driven. Why are Americans so driven by matrimony? I thought the news about us coming out the past couple of years was far harsher than that. I did not think no, it was all about our marriage habits. I thought people were talking about our... Uh, Rampant, our rampant obsession with uh, military conflict and uh, close, uh, progressively more uh, fascist and uh, conservative values. I thought that's what they were talking about. Well, but I guess yeah. the marriage thing that's is something we got to start though. thinking about <laughs> in a big way. It's, yeah. it's funny. Oh, it, yeah, so, so, oh, so go my for love it. life, though. Yes, your love he life. and I met as a, when I was a, okay, I wasn't quite as big. I had gained weight since I was with him, but as a plump woman, he prefers his women larger, uh-huh. not like unhealthy, but he likes a bit of meat on his ladies. Okay. And all of a sudden I was no longer his preferred look. Everyone has a type, I guess, you know, and that's fine. We're not jealous people. Like uh, I'm not actually a very romantic person. So I'm like, we love each other. It's gone way beyond what we look like. Yeah. So it's not a concern, but it's, uh, it's something we had to, and plus the skin and everything made me feel very self-conscious about yeah. my body. Yeah. At least as a, as self-conscious as when I was big, at least. So we had, we had to work through that. Wow. So you make yeah. this body change in a quest to be sexier, you just said, and then the guy. Well, no, you're... I was just hoping that would be part of it. Be it part was not of... the reason. That was not the re- was health was more the primary motivator. It sounds like. Yes. Right, and along the way, and you're I like... wasn't unhealthy. I wasn't unhealthy. Yeah. At that point, I actually was a very healthy, obese person. I didn't have any issues or anything, but I just it was just preventing me from living the life I wanted to live. Right. Let's just say that. And especially with three young kids, I'd imagine. Right. You just, even just in the ability, I would imagine like I have, I have friends who have kids and they spend their whole day lifting things and reaching for things and chasing the kids around. And I would imagine there's just some level of, yeah, you, you have to live a life at a certain pace when you have three kids. And it sounds like you went for it. Um, I was going to say though, what a, what a fascinating thing that, Along the way, you're like, side benefit, this is going to make me sexier in maybe the more uh, mainstream archetypal sense. But then the guy who you're with, it goes in the opposite direction. It's funny. It's, it's not yeah. funny in like a laugh out loud sense. I, I more mean fascinating in the sense of you don't think about it. It's fun. Everybody. I feel like we all, we all have these things where we're like, if I could just change this it would solve mm-hmm. all my problems and then it happens exactly. and it solves none of your problems and you're like man right. man for I've me it's career that. i've heard you say that with your career like if, yeah. if i just you know if i just succeed as a comedian and, and then what did you say didn't you say like some of your best times you wish you were pre- appreciated the times when oh my you were, god you were just like a Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. Now that my TV show is canceled, fans of the podcast heard for months my degrading relationship with my own television show. You guys could read between lines. You would hear me do intros where I'd be so clearly like, so check out my show. 
It's, and you'd be like, this boy is tired. This guy just sounds so tired. And it was. It was like for years, I was like, if I, I'll just prove them all wrong, man. Nobody thinks I got what it takes. If I can just make it, then it'll do it. And here's what happened. I just got yelled at all the time, stressed out, tired. My real life was happening behind the scenes. And not to get weird in front of a live crowd, um, and I don't need to get specific, but like there were aspects of my real life the past three years that are by far some of the hardest things I've dealt with. But nobody wants to fucking hear that from a guy with a TV show, you know what I mean? And all of a yeah. sudden, it's like, oh, I feel like I always thought I'd get to something like this, and it would be like, I proved them all wrong, and now I can sail off into the sunset. And it's like, there's some elements in which it really felt beautiful, and there were some elements where I'm like, oh, I, I locked myself in a weird cage, and it didn't erase any of the insecurities that got me here. I'm just an insecure person. No accomplishment will change that. I just have to learn how yeah. to coexist with the fact that I'm terrifically insecure. And chasing and chasing and chasing a brass ring isn't going to erase my insecurities. It's going to mean, at best, I have my hand on some arbitrary brass ring. It's not even a gold <laughs> or silver ring. It's a brass I ring. Know. Why do we call it that? Why did we go with that? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know that word. I, I should have used it myself. Insecure. Exactly. I feel yeah. I, I my insecurities are all there and then some because I'm now I'm surrounding myself with people who have always been this way, comparing myself to their bodies like or fitness or whatever. And it's like it's like I'm still going to feel like I'm never going to be good enough. Yeah. I hear you. No matter what. I got the same thing with career and looks where I'm like, I'm never going to, now my show is canceled. I'm back to being this guy that everybody pities me. Nobody pities me. Who's kidding? I never, it's funny because mine was never driven by size. I, mostly, I, I've never watched an episode of my own TV show because it makes me feel so sad how I look and all I see is forehead. I watch myself on TV Aww. and all I see is forehead. But you want to hear something nice and it sounds like you have a partner who's similar. You want to hear something nice? I'll sometimes go on stage and I'll make self-deprecating jokes about how I look and the crowd will laugh. And my wife about a month ago said to me, we're driving home one night. She saw me in a show and I made a self-deprecating joke about my appearance. And she said, I don't get why people laugh at those jokes. You're very handsome. Aww, and I was like, that, yay. I got to get out of my own way. We all got to get out of yeah. our own way, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. I, oh I no! Now I'm crying like, in front of Toronto. Hold oh, on, no. I'm fucking crying. Why did I do that? Oh no! I can't ever talk about my wife in public, or I start crying. <sighs> she doesn't. She's not really. Uh, never mind. I was about to make another. I was about to hide the fact that I'm crying by making a joke about my own masculinity in response to how my wife doesn't love that I make those jokes. That tells you everything you need to know about my <laughs> fucked up brain. Um, I bet there's a lot of people who have their own versions of that and some people have the exact same oh someone says caller you're awesome what's one thing you love about yourself oh, um, you see I'm hesitating isn't that terrible I, you know what I love that um, oh my god I, I can't even say I love lots of things about myself I'm proud of myself I like that I I'm, I, I'm loyal to my family and I love, uh, like I, I would do anything for my family and then my kids. Well, I mean, 
I, I created three perfect children like everyone else did. <laughs> My kids are, and I'm proud, of, I'm proud of, of the mother that I am. And for those who are mothers in the audience, okay, this is, this is controversial, and let it be what it is, but I'm a, a breastfeeder, and I, my daughter, let's just say she's almost four, my youngest, I still breastfeed her. I know people have opinions about that. Okay. Just want to get out there. So anyways, I, Boy, I'm People are tonight. actually yelling stuff. What was that? I said, she's okay, don't worry. Someone from the very back of the room yelled, she's okay, don't worry. Oh, no, I know she's okay. I, like, even my own family had something to say about it. But, like, my first one, I, I tried it. It didn't work out. My second one, I did. And uh, then I had my kids so close. Then I got pregnant, and I was still breastfeeding. And then I tandem nursed my two youngest, which means at the same time. No, wait. Hold on, hold on. My- hold on, hold on. You don't mean, like, at the same time. Like, well, like- sometimes. Sometimes, literally, I mean, there, there are two. So, That's a thing? Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's not. I guess you all sit down for dinner common. together, huh? Twins. Some people do it with twins. Oh, yeah, with twins? That have... makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, and. I'm crazy. an idiot. I'm lucky. Sometimes I'm, I'm just an idiot. Every once in a while, I'm just a teenage it. boy again. We're like, what? huge weight loss. What's that? Which is unlikely, too. Some people are unable to breastfeed during a weight loss, and I was able to the whole time. Oh, wow. I'm very lucky about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, have someone so anyways, who's, we have someone who explained the brass ring comes from old carousels where you can grab a metal ring each revolution, and a brass ring wins you a free ride. I'm glad we've all gotten to the bottom of the brass ring mystery. Thank you for that. We've all there learned that go. together today. Someone else mentioned, I said before, I don't know if 10K is here to, uh, would be a run from here to Buffalo, and someone did tweet, no one wants to run to Buffalo. So <laughs> Toronto throwing shade at Buffalo. Oh, the condescending clap of the Toronto audience as Buffalo gets brought up. You know, everybody in Buffalo right now is like, Toronto, stop trying to steal our football team. That's what everybody's thinking. Um, There's another person that says, uh, this call is brutal for me. I'm having a really hard time hearing something that brings up all the ignorant, negative shit I deal with as a fat woman, but you're doing a great job being respectful and kind. But it's funny because I I get it and and, and I, I, I understand, but I feel like one of the things that I keep hearing from you, and maybe I'm reading between the lines, but one of the things I keep hearing from you is you going, comes with its own set of problems. It doesn't change anything internal and, and it doesn't even necessarily make it easier across the board in the world and the way you think it does. And uh, if, there's, if there's one thing I've come to know from just living life and specifically with this show, it's that I think we could all agree that if we just stopped judging each other so much, our instinct is to judge, right? Because we're tribal as humans. But if we could let it go, we could all just relax a little bit, man. I, think that I totally it. agree. Totally. Yeah. Oh, so much, since you brought up being a good mom, someone wants to shout out her mom. Sarah Ann says, my mom drove all the way from Philly to see this with me. Moms are the best. How about that? Go mom! Yay! Laura wants to know a respectful question. Until what age does she intend to breastfeed? Well, listen, my daughter just today said, you know, mom, because I told myself 
yeah, I actually can have conversations with the person I breastfeed. <laughs> I never thought. I never, anyways, listen, I know, I know, I know the comments will be coming, but whatever, it's my life. Wait, um, so you, do you have I, those conversations? Well, yeah, because like it's been a while. And I told myself I'll, I'll let them self-wean. So basically let the kid figure out when they're done. And I like to say this, this youngest child is the most independent kid I've ever had in my life. And yeah. she's breastfeeding till this long. So to say that... They won't be as crazy. But anyways, she's like, yeah, I think I'm done. Really? Are there times, I don't want to be too forward, but are there times where, oh God, I shouldn't ask this, but I have to, are there times where like there's breastfeeding happening and the kid stops and is like, hey, this one is kind of tapped out. Can we switch to the other side? Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, I don't play games. Like I'm like, okay, like I just do it at that time now. Like I would never just do something and like do it in public she eats food and drinks regular milk now like it's not she doesn't need it at all so like when i when i don't want to or don't think it's an in if i think it's an inappropriate place or time i'm like no you know and she's like i don't know and then she goes and plays or whatever but you know if for her right now like before bed or when she wakes up it's still important to her although today she said she thinks she's finished so we will see tomorrow cross your fingers Wow. I never so, offer. But, you you know. say you have these conversations where you have to shut it. So are there times where you're at a restaurant and the kid's like, I'd like to breastfeed. And you're like, no, no this is not no, the time no, and place. No, and she's like, all right, I guess that. I'll have the flounder. Like, is it that? No. She would never. <laughs> she would it was never, a joke the whole time. Something like that. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's okay. We have some, a lot of, this breastfeeding thing is setting the hashtag I on know, fire. I know. And that's what you want in 2018, isn't it? You want to set a hashtag on fire, baby. That's what you really want. Get that sweet trending action. Nope. Who cares about that, really? Social media is a weird fake world. Anyway, now I'm off on a tangent. I messed up the flow again. That's my bad, guys. Might as well use this as an opportunity to uh, get to our advertisements then. So listen to these, and then we'll be back, and we'll finish off the phone call. Support for today's show comes from Third Love. Using millions of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. Just answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit. Third Love offers double the number of sizes that most brands offer. Cups A through H, bands up to 48, and with lightweight memory foam cups, straps that won't slip, and tagless labels, you want to wear these soft and breathable bras and underwear every day especially the new cotton t-shirt bras and underwear. But thanks to the 100% fit guarantee, turns and exchanges are free and easy. My wife uses Third Love, loved the experience, found it very streamlined and easy, had a great time shopping uh, the options, talking with the people and uh, taking the questionnaires. And uh, I'll tell you, she the one thing she, I always remember she mentioned, she said the detailing on the straps is really, really good. She was impressed. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash beautiful right now. You'll find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's third, T-H-I-R-D, love.com slash beautiful for 15% off today. Thanks again to everybody who sponsors Beautiful Anonymous. Now let's finish off the phone call. 
this breastfeeding thing is setting the hashtag I on know, fire. I know. Someone says, my grandma still makes fun of my grandpa because he was breastfed till he was four. He's been dead for 15 years. How about this? Oh, my God. Someone else says, I didn't see to this be fair, become. She's three. She's What's that? Four, but she's not, she's not four yet. Almost four. Oh, that's she's okay. She's still three. I, someone else says, I didn't see this becoming a logistical dialogue of breastfeeding. How oh, there's a lot yeah. of breastfeeding stuff coming in. Um, so, oh, someone's saying, I breastfed triplets. That sounds oh intense. That's a traffic jam situation right there. Oh, Look wow. at that. Chris, I wish you could have seen your face when the caller said tandem breastfeeding. That was so <laughs> joyful. Someone else says, Buffalo has incredible architecture and cheap beer. How about that? And someone else says something that I think is a really important thing. Stephanie, this is beautiful. If you don't love yourself when you're fat, you're not going to love yourself when you're thin. I think that that's a beautiful yeah, thought. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Oh, so Laura asked a question that I'm now immediately obsessed with that I need to know the answer to. Oh, God. It seems, uh, uh, does, the, does the breastfeeding help you lose weight? Um, well, they say it does. It, it, it does a bit because breast milk has calories in it, right? So really? the kid is taking some of the calories out of you. No way. Gaining weight themselves. But Bodies not, are weird. It also makes you much hungrier, though. So you're going to eat more. So usually, it, no, not really. Maybe a bit. So it evens out. It evens out. Mm, it depends on the person. I guess that's fair. Someone's at, wait, what does this mean? Has she tried chocolate milk? What does that mean? Is that how you wean a kid <laughs> off breastfeeding? You give him chocolate milk? <laughs> Who knew? That brought everything to a screeching halt. We're now all yeah, contemplating the role of chocolate that. milk. I probably shouldn't have mentioned it. But anyways, I'm proud of the mother that I am. Also, I'm proud of, of the accompli accomplishments I've had in, like, in, my, in my running. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I did run a full marathon, and that full was the marathon. most proud, besides like giving birth and everything, but it was the most proud moment of my life crossing that finish line of a full marathon, wow. which is 26 miles, and that's 42 prob kilometers. Oh, it, oh, I was going to try to guess the kilometers. Uh, that's okay. You beat me to the punch. Now, uh, what do you do outside of this conversation? Like, uh, are, you, are you working? I would imagine with three kids, there's, uh, are you raising the kids? Like, what's the... What's the... Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm raising the kids. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not working right now. But now that my youngest will be in school within a couple years, I, I hope to get back in the workforce. But I basically... Lucky Canada, we get long maternity leave. Yay! I don't know what Look you guys are waiting for, but it's like totally necessary, I think. Uh, so America, they're I like, you guys, you get four days, you married fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got four days, I, I that's your maternity I leave. Even, no, that's no. what you get so for your dedication to marriage. That. I had maternity leaves back to back, and then I was like, uh, you know, I just, I have so many kids, I can't justify child costs right now. So I'll just stay home till they're all in school and then I'll get back to it. I don't know doing what I didn't have a career per se, but. Something. You're going to get back out there. Know. Now I want to yeah. just, Patty uh, has explained the logistics of breastfeeding triplets. I believe um, one baby on each breast and rock the third in a basket with your foot double football holds. That's how you breastfeed triplets, apparently. 
Oh, yeah, I know the football hole, but that is crazy having to juggle a third in, in the mix. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Now, we've got about 18 minutes left, caller. And it's, uh, okay. it's funny. It's funny. We really walked a line. Uh, what would you say? Because there, there's a wide variety of reactions from our crowd right now. Some people who, who are like, body. this is a great discussion in terms of body positivity. Other people who are saying, um, you know, it, it, it feels like the promotion of, of, of being thin over being heavy and, and in a way that I, I do not intend, and I get the sense you do not intend. So where would, do you land as far as this experience? It seems like it's left you with some uh, positive feelings as far as participating in athletics, in, in, in many of these things, a lot of pride there. It also seems like it's created a lot of uh, negative feelings as far as thinking hard about the interactions of the world with people's uh, weight. Where would you say you land overall? Having lost half your body weight in a year, what would you say the overall conclusion is of that experience? Uh, well, it's like no regret at all because I can be there for my kids. I will most likely live longer and be with my family longer. And there's nothing, that, there's never, whenever I consider doing something, whether it be water skiing or applying for a job or anything, I'll never say, what I look like and how much I weigh will never be a factor in that decision. And it's, it's such a freeing feeling. It was, it was underlying everything of my life before, but then, then all of a sudden I'm vulnerable because like, Oh my God, now I'm, I'm me for me. Not, not, I'm not like behind a character anymore. I'm like, Ooh, now like people are judging me and they're not just saying no because they're like, oh, she, she can't handle it because of her weight or whatever. So yeah. it's, it's hard, but I, I have no regrets. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just happy I can do whatever I want. Right. Like, like, it's not stopping me from doing what I want. I, I, maybe something else is, but that's not. I really like that the first thing you brought up was your family. Of just statistically, this yeah. means I might have some more time. The kids. Some people are asking if the background noise we just heard was, was some of your kids. Oh, no, yes. <laughs> it's funny because I gave the look of death to their dad. To he, he, uh, you just see him. Did anybody see that video of that important newscaster guy who was doing like a, a thing, like an, a serious interview or whatever, and then all of a sudden the, a little toddler oh, yeah. comes running in and then the mother comes screeching That's out. That's one of the, the great kids. That's pretty disaster much videos. Now. And the lady runs in and just like tackles the kid and drags the kid. <laughs> Back through yes. the door, and they all have panicked looks on their faces, and the guy's just trying to keep a straight face. I would imagine that a lot of parenting is just that on an endless loop. Someone that did make much a joke. That happened just Someone, now. I, I hate, gave him the look like, get the child out of here. <laughs> that is one of the great, as far as internet, one of my favorite genres of entertainment is news disaster videos. I love them. The news is such a cut and dry thing, it's such a stodgy thing. And when the things go wrong on the news, to me as a comedian, I'm like, I will never be able to write a piece of comedy ever better than that. I would say we're going to go with my top three are the one you just mentioned with the kid getting dragged out. I'm going to go ahead and say my number two is I Like Turtles. Are you a, are you a fan of I Love Turtles? Do you know this? Uh, no. You're going to want to look up I Love Turtles. Number okay. one, by far, though, I've mentioned this in interviews as my, the thing that makes me laugh hardest in life. Have you seen the drunk Ewoks? 
with yes, Al Roker. and I only saw it because of you, Chris, because you mentioned it on the podcast oh. once, and I looked it up. It's hilarious. I am telling you, I have done a whole HBO special about how much I love therapy and antidepressants, medication, and all that. I would say, in tandem with my treatment, is when I get truly sad, I watch those Ewoks hump Al Roker's leg. <laughs> And everything feels just a little bit brighter that day. Because we live in yeah. a world where Al Roker can get <laughs> his leg humped by an Ewok on live TV. <laughs> it makes me feel like the world is alive with endless possibilities. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't control everything, man. Right. They can't control everything. Someone's saying you're a true mom if you give the look of death. I like that. Oh, here's a very interesting question from Roseanne. Very interesting question. I wonder if you thought about it. What type of body image and self-confidence do you want for your kids? You know, I, uh, I, I worry about that because, like, they're always watching. And I have two girls and a boy. And uh, I just I – just, obviously a very healthy one. And I try – whenever they use descriptive – words about what they look like whether it be fat or skinny or whatever tall short small big whatever I try and change it to like what can you do do so like look at me like like uh, your legs can do this your you know your arms could do that your face can smile or whatever I try to like just talk about function and how lucky we are that we can do so much and that's what I do. Like, that's what I do whenever I feel sorry for myself about not having the body I thought I would. I'm like, Man, like this, this droopy body marathon and qualified for the Boston Marathon. And like, wow. like I, I can like, and it breastfed babies. And it like, and it like, even, and it like carried 150 pounds of excess weight and never complained. And and still my heart still beat and and it still birthed babies and and like loved my partner and you know lived so like I try to just practice appreciation and have my kids do the same. Yeah. Another interesting question that came in. You had mentioned before that your husband's maybe naturally attracted to a larger woman. Someone tweets, "Would you gain the weight back if your husband asked you to?" Oh God, never, 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 never. Uh, not, I would never do anything for a man. And I wouldn't expect my kids to do anything for their partner either. <laughs> I would sorry, never like, do anything for a man gets the most extended applause break. Uh, the, you know, our beautiful, audience, uh, beautiful anonymous audience is 70% female based on our uh, demographic research. And man, did it just show in this room. Especially, we should but also mention... Credit, but listen, I just, I just want to say, like, to his credit, he would never in a million years ask me to. Just as Hell he never yeah. asked me to lose weight, he, he was there right beside me. He was taking care of these kids when I was going on long runs. Like, he was my biggest supporter, even though... You know, he, he, I might not be his favorite physical type. He loves me even more because of what he watched me do. So it's not, you know, it's, he wouldn't, I would not be with someone who asked me to gain the weight back. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. He's there with you no matter what. 
I think that's great. Yeah. We should also mention, I think part of why that just got an applause break, we are recording this on the, on the same day that there is an intense amount of drama about uh, the Supreme Court nomination oh, in the States. I so I think the idea of you saying, I would never do anything for a man was a real home run of a statement today in particular, I think. Yeah. I'm, uh, oof, I'm, listen, I talked about weight loss, I talked about breastfeeding, I probably shouldn't talk about politics because I'm <laughs> opinionated. I won't do it. I'm not doing it. That's no. right. Oh, someone. But I'm very liberal. Bethany wants to know if you listen. Do you ever listen to Beautiful Anonymous while you're running? Every time, of course I do. Hell yeah. Actually, actually, Chris, listen. I met I met you. You did. Uh, I've been. I was at your just. I was at your Montreal live taping. And I was. Um, I was I went to Burlington, Vermont and uh Yeah. Yeah, so I, I saw you there. I remember. Cause when you were you, in Burlington you, and you signed my book, you said I didn't talk about my weight loss, but I said I listened to you while I run and you signed my book saying sorry uh sorry for bothering you during your run. <laughs> of course you did, right? And guess what? I lost the book, I'm so upset. I had two chapters left. Oh, I don't think there's one person on earth who has a signature in a book for me that's just a simple thank you. I think they're all like, I'm so sorry. Uh, some of these stories are okay. Enjoy them if you can. I'm sorry. I think I'm honorary Canadian in that way. The yeah. constant apologies. I love you so much here in Canada. I remember. Did you come to Burlington? Was it with your mom? Partner. He was right beside oh, your me. Yeah. Partner. Yes, yes, yes. Because I remember you were there with someone else. And you said, we drove all the way from Montreal. And I was like, I'm going to be in Montreal in like a week. And you're like, that's okay. I remember. No, no, I, no, no. You were in Montreal first. I, I was in Montreal first. first. Live well, I don't, I clearly don't actually remember it. And I saw you there. Oh. I do remember that. Well, though. There's the kids again. Look at that. Look at that. Well, it's nice oh. to talk to yeah. you again. Look at that. Someone wants to know, where did she catch the unicorn? I, is that a phrase for qualifying for the Boston Marathon? Who knew? Uh, it was at Ottawa. Ottawa Marathon. But, Look. Uh, yeah, I got three hours, 37 minutes in my marathon. It was my one and only. Richard has I didn't put go a... To, I didn't go to Boston, though, because, actually, it was such a bad cutoff time that I was two minutes past the cutoff time, which is complicated, but I did qualify for Boston. My qualifying time was 3.35, no, uh, 3.40, and I got like three minutes less than that, 3.37. Wow, that's badass. I don't know much about the world of running, but I know qualifying for the Boston Marathon is badass. It's Re hard. Some people try their whole life to do it. I don't think I've done anything equivalent to that. But Chris, I have to say, though, like, you're doing great on your, uh, what is it, the jiu-jitsu? Yeah, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, and like, you really have also thinned out lately, haven't you? Yeah, I've been really obsessed with it. I go three or four times a week. My body is currently covered in bruises. If I undressed uh, on stage, which I will not, because why would I? That would be a very weird way to end this experience. <laughs> I'm covered in bruises. It looks really bad, but man, is it fun. I'm trying to find a gym. I might try to find a gym and go uh, fight people tomorrow. And... Uh, it's a great, I tell you, it's a great way to deal with having a recently failed TV show is to go and just fight <laughs> people four times a week. It's a pretty great way to get the stress out. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. We've got... I oh, think everyone should find something physical that they like doing. 
I feel like it's it feels so good to make your body move. I feel like if I keep talking about Brazilian jiu-jitsu enough on this podcast, I will eventually one day wind up wrestling someone who listens to the podcast. Like I'll someday be in some, because when I go on the road and do shows, I like to drop in at different gyms and there's a chance someone will like choke me to near unconsciousness and then right afterwards be like, hey, uh, I really like that episode with that guy who pooped his pants all those times. Like that's a thing that could conceivably happen. That is a thing that could happen. It is nice. I've also had more people be nice to me on the streets of Toronto about this podcast than any other city. And by that, by more people, I mean two. Two people approached me on the streets today. (laughs) And we're like, oh, I like the podcast. That's more people than usual. Look at that. Oh, now people just telling me where to go do jujitsu. Look at that. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Mallory says, I'm the one who met you in Burlington with my mom. Hi, Mallory. I knew there was someone from Canada with their mom there. Look at that. Look at that. Um, well, what else, caller? We've got about five and a half minutes left. What else do you want to put out there to the world? Um, uh, I don't know. People can ask me questions. I don't know. That, that's my big thing, and uh, that's it. Being a mom and uh, my weight loss thing, and, yeah, like I said, unfortunately, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm just gaining it back, and I'm like, ugh. Because I felt like I was too, it was my identity all of a sudden. And I was like, everyone's like, you're so inspiring. You're my inspiration. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm like, it was just, it just got to be so much. And, uh, and, and I was like, okay, I, so all I think about is like my weight loss. And I'm more than that too. Yeah. So I just needed to take a step away. But as a result, I was watching what I ate less. I was exercising less and so it's slowly creeping up and then I'm like dealing with the, oh, now I'm not going to be the inspiration. I'm going to be the failure. So it's like, and maybe you started feeling some of that, right? <laughs> not that I think no, it's failure, really true. like with your, with your show. Well, not even with my show. It's funny. It, it, it was more with a uh, career suicide. It was more with my HBO special because uh, that was the one that was all about depression. And sometimes people come up to me and say, uh, I found it really inspiring and I think that's very nice but then sometimes people come up to me and they will go oh I've also dealt with that stuff too and they'll start to get very specific and I feel so bad I feel so bad because sometimes I'm like I have to retreat from this because I can't just take on everyone's pain and it's nice yeah. when people say you're inspiring but it's also uh, how would I phrase it it's also kind of like uh, it's like very very nice and very very flattering and very very kind but it's also a little bit of a strain that gets, that it's, it's a responsibility. That's what I'm trying to say. It also becomes a responsibility mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is draining. And I'm sure you're feeling that too. But, but are you ever afraid that like if you slip up and you have an incident or something doesn't go so well with whatever you struggle with, like your mental health, and I don't, this doesn't have to get very personal, but <laughs> are you ever like, do you feel pressure that like you have to be, that that figure all the time like the the one who succeeded and are you afraid to have a slip or something in the in the public eye now speaking of the public eye i'm in front of a few hundred people in toronto discussing i mean no one's ever asked me that and i'll tell you it's a very astute question yeah yeah i am i'm scared that if i ever have another mental break that it's going to have a 
it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a more profound impact on me and that there's going to be other people who are maybe a little more affected by it than they would be if I hadn't put myself out there. And it is a real concern. I used to, it's like yeah. a very, very macabre thought, but I have, yeah. you know, comedians, before I even say this, let me preface it by saying that comedians, when they are amongst each other, will make the most fucked up jokes about everything. And I don't think it's because we're insensitive people. I think it's because you're constantly testing jokes. And when you're amongst other comedians, there's a little bit of permission to just say it. And I, I did once, someone once said like, oh, your special is pretty heavy. And they started talking to me about a similar thing. And I was like, yeah, man, I mean, if I ever... I, can't, I really can't commit suicide now because it might lead other people to do it. And that's such a fucked up thing to say. Like Now there's people who are telling me, like, you're the reason I got treatment. And I'm like, well, what happens if I fuck up? What happens yeah. then? This got really dark really fast, caller. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know what? It's just everyone who's listening and there are the people there and hopefully this will go out and lots of people will hear it. But like, nobody's perfect. Everyone needs like love and acceptance, no matter what. 100%. 100%. You got it. I think that's that. I think that is at the end of the day, uh, what we all feel. It's funny. Every reaction, there's people who are so concerned about how did you lose this weight in healthy ways? Are you adopting diets? This and that. But I think everybody in the room agrees. Like just, uh, let people be happy for who they are. Judge people yeah. on, on, on the on you can judge people for choices they make but not for problems that they have you know and not right. even necessarily problems circumstances that they were handed i believe that's very true now let me ask you this we have a minute left what did you mean when you said montreal and toronto have a love hate relationship <laughs> oh i don't know i love I, I love toronto i don't go that much but like uh, it's just that one well first of all the two hockey teams uh -huh. they know that right Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm walking a into a minefield. Fan, I know, you know. And uh, it's just, it's just, we're like the two biggest cities in Canada. Here's and the, we're six can hours I make apart. a guess? Because I'm not. I've been to both cities many times. Love both cities. Here's the. Can I get the sense? I feel like if I had to guess from the outsider American's perspective, that both cities feel like the other city thinks they're better than everybody. <laughs> Well, yeah, but in, in the case of Toronto, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. We have 30 seconds left, and you managed to take a pot shot right at the end. Uh, I'm just fooling around. I know. I think everybody in this room already likes you and respects you and isn't going to take it too personally, and I'm sure they're all tweeting Montreal digs at me as we speak. We've got 10 seconds left, caller. I want to thank you so much for calling. Your final words to the world. Uh, I just want to say, Chris, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You are doing great things in this world, and thank you. That's Let how I feel about you. They have to thank you so much. Thank you so much, caller. And to our friends here live in Toronto, since we are in Toronto, I want to make sure you guys got the parting words and not some Montrealer giving you a dig. So we will end tonight with the words of Emily, who says... Toronto hides its porn theaters and Montreal shows them off. I think that's a fantastic way to end. You guys, I hope you had a good time. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for supporting the show. Good night. Caller, I want to thank you for calling. I got to say, you put some stuff out there that I think was really uh, vulnerable. And it would have been vulnerable one-on-one, -on -one, and it was in front of a live crowd. I applaud you for doing it. It was eye-opening. 
Thank you so much for sharing. And thanks to everybody who came out in Toronto. I know that there were a lot of people, um, even night of, with the hashtag expressing that it was maybe tough to, uh, you know, people in the midst of their own journey, so to speak, in regards to some of the issues brought up. And it was tough for them to be in there. And I thank you guys for sticking with me, weathering the storm, being a part of it, expressing your opinions. Thanks to Jared O'Connell came all the way up to Toronto to hang out in that show. Thanks to Harry Nelson, who helps organize all the infrastructure of Beautiful Anonymous. Thanks to Justin Linville, who helps organize the infrastructure of my entire life. Thanks to Shell Shag for the music. If you want to know about me, go to chrisgeth.com. And if you like Beautiful Anonymous, one thing you can do to help the show, you go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Helps a lot when you do. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, how do you reconcile being who you are in a culture that doesn't want you to be who you are? Seeing as I'm gay, so there's a huge conflict there. Right. Um, and growing up in the church, you hear so many uh, I don't know, people preaching about sexual sin being the sin next to murder. Um, so it's pretty serious when you screw up and, and do something you're not supposed to be doing. And part of that includes uh, being gay. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.